Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's going on? It's Tuesday, isn't it? Tuesday. It is September 12th in the year of our Lord, 2023. And Sean Tarzan Strickland is the middleweight champion of the world. Glory be, may the Lord open. All hail the Sean Strickland era of the UFC. This is amazing. This is amazing. Longtime listeners of the show know this is OG hipster status. Uh... Back when old Tarzan was fighting at a buck seventy, we were all over that Tarzan train. Uh, full disclosure, didn't didn't love some of the things, um, some of the performances in particular. You know, the big events, the main events. Um, but boy, when you see a kryptonite level matchup, you got to pounce on it. You got to pounce on it. And this was a kryptonite level matchup. Izzy and Sean Strickland fight 10 times. Sean Strickland beats him eight. I'm calling it now. Call it then. I'm calling it now. Calling it then. Calling it now. Here's what happened. Here's what happened Saturday night. Uh, And we'll talk about the fights a little bit more. But let's talk about the show for a second. Let's talk about what we hear at Punchlist, i.e., me and you. Let's talk about what has been happening right this is what's been happening if you tailed every single thing i said on the show last week heading into the event every single thing even the little side tangent things i said even the little prop bets i said consider if you tailed everything if you tailed everything you won Huge, huge, as they would say, huge. If you tailed exactly what I did on betmma.tips, if you follow me on there, if you followed the unit structure that I did on betmma.tips on Saturday night, you would be up 48.45 units. If you followed what I did, unit for unit, 48.45. If you followed, if you bet everything I said on last week's show, you absolutely smacked 
on Saturday night, which would lead me to implore you, if you have not done so yet, let that be the catalyst that makes you decide to finally go on Apple Podcasts, to finally go on Spotify, to finally go on iHeartRadio, all these places where you listen, Amazon Podcasts, and give me them stars. Give me them stars. Give me those reviews. We got nothing else going on. I'm asking for nothing else. Nothing else. All the ads that show up on the show, those are through the platform that we we uh, that we publish with. I, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form. I don't give a hoot whether or not you buy their stuff. That doesn't matter to me at all. But if you made 48.45 units and you can't give me five stars, you can't give me five? Come on, bro. Come on. Come on. Now, Gone versus Spivak, I'm not going to lie. We can't fake the funk on a nasty dunk. We went backwards a little bit there. That was a minus 10 unit night, but we made it up. Because the event prior to that, Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie, you know what we smacked for? We smacked for 20. In the event before that, PFL, we the PFL playoffs, we hit 6.5. UFC 292, we hit for 12. UFC freaking Fight Night Luke versus Dos Anjos, we hit for 13. We are out of the Dober hole. We are out of UFC. What the what the hell was that event? The fucking the one in May where I got murdered. We're out of that. Dude, since listen, since July 1st, since July 1st, okay? All right. So we'll go we'll go July 1st. We'll go Strickland event to Strickland event. This is where we're sitting, okay? Strickland event to a Strickland event. Plus 12, plus 23, plus 7, plus 3, minus 19, minus 6, plus 13, plus 11, plus 6, plus 20, minus 10, plus 48. That's Strickland to Strickland. That's what we're up. That we're, that literally in just over, just over two months, that's what we're up. And that's with me being hospitalized during that time period. I'm on my deathbed. The Grim Reaper is tickling my feet. And we're smacking. We dug ourselves out of a 60-unit hole in the last four months. Now we're positive. Big-time positive. We're crushing it. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do, right? Half the time the show exists just for entertainment value. Not necessarily because I think there's a ton of you out of there tailing my plays, right? But maybe that's going to change as we slowly re-enter what is the flow state that at one point in time, 2019-2018 MMA Handicapper of the Year back-to-back champion of what was once the greatest, what, what was at the time the greatest run of MMA capping the world has ever seen we are hopefully and I don't want to jinx it and you know we're big on jinxing because all diehard degenerates are big on jinx superstitions maybe we're getting hot I don't know but don't let me heat up or the markets will change don't let me get hot or the markets will change and you and I know that right now yet again it's like 
I don't know, it's just the way of the world, right? It's just foreign card after foreign card. All this stuff. Doesn't matter. We have UFC Noche coming up this Saturday, which is the rematch versus, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the rematch of Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. And obviously, Alexa Grasso shocking the world last time out, beating Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, a huge. A huge women's upset. Um, and we can't even claim that one because Valentina Shevchenko is on our list of women that should minus 300 or above are still playable, right? Which is, spoiler alert, should let you know how we're feeling about plays for this weekend. Feeling pretty good about it. Feeling pretty good about it. Now, I'm not going to come in here this week all jazzed up, geeked up on a on a big week like we just had where we won 48 units. I'm not going to come in here this week and try to blow the doors off this thing, right? That that that's how you that's how you you get your feet swept out from underneath you in gambling, right? That's what that's what the house wants. The house wants you to feel good and feel good and feel like you're swinging that big D energy around, right? They want you to feel like you got that bat, you know what I mean? They want you to feel like you got that 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 poke you from way across the room. That's what they want you to feel like. And then they take your legs out from underneath you. They clip you. They pretend you're Tanya Harding uh, or you're Nancy Kerrigan, rather, and you're, you're going back because you're about to win the gold and some bum comes up and just clubs your ass right in the kneecaps. That's what they want. That's what they want. But I got news for you. I got bad knees, so you're not going to get me again. You're not going to get me again. We're not chasing the dragon. We're not chasing the wins. What we're going to do is, how this is going to shake out is, we're going to take conservative, high-confidence plays. Now, I'm saying the word high-confidence to you after going through all the superlatives to tell you about how hot we've been. And I'm telling you the plays I'm going to give you this week are high-confidence. That is not code for go and freaking leverage tons of money. I'm saying all this to tell you not to do that. So if you shoot me an email at chat at punchlistmma, or for those of you that have my phone number, and you text me and you're like, hey, what the heck, man? I'm telling you right now to control yourself this week. Gird your loins. Grab your loins and gird them. You know what that means? That means if your loins are low, it means that you just... Hike them up a little bit and secure them to your body so as to not allow for anything to come along and snag and possibly tear. You gird your loins. Back in ancient days, you would have a battle loin that you would wear, right? That allowed your twig and berries to bounce freely as you were running across a field with various weaponry, getting ready to throw down with some, I don't know, oppositional uh, invaders or maybe villagers from a couple counties over that may or may not have been encroaching on your farmland. But in order to do that, you would have to tie these bad boys, right? Because the last thing you don't you don't want, you don't want an inerrant, you know, uh, blade swing to take the tip of your Johnson off. So you gird them bad boys to your body. And if you had long hair, which you did, or you had a long beard, which you should have, during the war season, you would tie those up. You would tie and secure them, right? So you would always have these things and then you would gird them up. 
That's what that's where that phrase came from. So if you didn't know, when people say gird your loins, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about secure all the loose shit on your body so you don't have stuff come through and inadvertently nip something off. Right? Now, here's another thing. Since we're talking about medieval warfare, we are entering the warfare season. This is when war would happen. In the ancient of days, this is when you would fight your battles. You would go after the last harvest of the season, right? So this is when we would be preparing for battle, right? This is when all the campaigns would be getting started. And we would go now, we would go now until like six weeks from six to four, four to six weeks before first plant. Because you got to get home because you have to plant the food in order for you to harvest. And there was no war during the summertime. You wouldn't fight during the summertime because men had to return home because they had to harvest their crops in order to feed the kingdom. All that to say is we were profitable in the harvest season. And now it's time to go to war. That's what we're doing we're getting ready to go to war. So the loins, they are girded. Our eyes are watchful. We have our battle beards. Our haircuts are ready to go. We're kissing the wife and kids goodbye. And we're getting ready to go to war between now and the end of the year. Because we spent a lot of time fiddle farting around, losing money, being stupid, planting crops we shouldn't have planted, in seasons when we shouldn't have been trying to harvest, And luckily, fortune has favored us this last two months or so. And we are going to reward that by girding up the loins and getting ready to go to war. So UFC Nocha takes place this weekend. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I've got high confidence plays for you. Here's what they are. So get ready for them. First, high confidence play for UFC Nocha. Valentina Shevchenko, money line over Alexa Grasso. I understand that Alexa Grasso choked Valentina Shevchenko. And it wasn't even really a choke. It was more like a chin crush. She snatched her shit, right? Um, That said, the fight was even up until that. I don't... I I mean, we've seen... We've only seen one other person beat Valentina Shevchenko twice. And that was Amanda Nunes. So, Alexa Grasso beating Valentina Shevchenko uh, two times is... I don't want to say it's unprecedented because it's happened before, but boy, I'd be real shocked. I'd be real shocked. And those of you that have been around long enough know that I was talking all the shit this year about this being the year of the Mexican champion. Well, guess what? I was wrong about that. I was wrong about that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh... Valentina Shevchenko minus 165 on Unibet minus 155 on Bet DSI. Are you kidding me? Getting Valentina Shevchenko. We have not gotten her at that prices in, in that price in nearly a decade. Now, if you want to go Alexa Grosso, go for it. But I don't know why on earth. Because she's at plus money. I don't know why you would play her at that price at plus money. When you got her so big before, it almost makes sense to go opposite and go Valentina Shevchenko. But that's just, that's my logic for you. And you're not me and I'm not you. I see Valentina Shevchenko and I see minus 155 and I go, yes, please. Yes, please. Prove me wrong. 
prove me wrong. If Alexa Grosso beat up Valentina Shevchenko the way Sean Strickland just beat up Izzy, okay. Okay. I see it. But uh, Sean Strickland, uncompetitively, that fight was not competitive. That fight was not competitive. I don't know what Izzy fan out there needs to hear this. That fight was not competitive. They fight again. It's not going to be competitive. Alexa Grosso versus Valentina Shevchenko was competitive right up until the spinning kick. You think Valentina Shevchenko is going to throw that spinning kick again? Real, just, just ask yourself in the heart of hearts. You think she's going to throw that spin kick to the body again? No, she's not. She's absolutely not going to do that. Absolutely not going to do that. Or if she does it, she's going to do it real, real early. Not when she's slow. Not in round four. Not when she's a little bit tired. Not when there's some miles on the tank. No, 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 no. Valentina Shevchenko, minus 165 is available. And I'm playing it. I'm playing it. I'm playing it. Second play. Second play. You already know who it is. Loopy's on this card. We got Loopy on this card. Now, you're saying, Dale, Loopy's like a damn minus 300, bro. Why on earth are we playing Loopy? Because Loopy versus Elise Reed, I don't want to say it's free money. Because there's no such thing as free money. These ladies are going to go in there. They're going to get a fist fight. Anything can happen. But we got Loopy. We got a Mexican card. And we got Elise Reed, who I'm pretty sure consensusly, uh, if you ask people who some of the worst fighters in the UFC, once they get done laughing about Blood Diamond, um, are probably going to say Elise Reed is up there somewhere. So uh, I'm looking at moderate play for moderate returns. On Loopy. And you know, listen, everybody here knows this, right? We should put a little asterisk. It should be in the show notes, in the show description. Uh, Dale plays Loopy a lot because Loopy makes us money. Loopy makes us money. She Now, Angela Hill fight, she lost us money. We're not gonna, we can't pretend that those things didn't happen. But, it did happen. Um, so we're on Loopy. Alright, another chalk play. I get, again... We're just not chasing the dragon this time, guys. That's all this is. Roman Kopilov over Josh Fremd. Kopilov's young. Kopilov hits hard. Josh Fremd, eh. I know he trains at elevation. You know, elevation is in as in the the height in which he trains. I don't think he's at the actual team elevation, although he's somewhere in Colorado. It might be Factory X. But he, when I say elevation, people what could say people train to elevation they don't train there if they train higher than sea level bro they're at elevation shut up Roman Kopilov Josh Frim I understand that uh, that that will probably lean into the um you know this a little bit but Kopilov is young Kopilov hits hard uh I just I love him in the in this I don't think Josh Frim is going to present anything that Kopilov can't handle okay um Next one. Next fight. Edgar Chavez taking on Daniel Da Silva. Uh, give me Chavez. I'm not sure. Just throwing this out there. I'm not sure when we talk about bad fighters in the UFC. Here we go. When we're talking about people that are real bad and you wonder how they're still here. Uh, look no further than my man Daniel. Okay. My man Daniel. Daniel Lacerda, sorry. Losses to CJ Vergara, Victor Altamirino, Francisco Figueredo, and Jeff Molina. My man has not won a fight in his UFC tenure and is getting a fifth fight. Who do you know that goes 0-4, 
in their start in the UFC and still gets a fifth fight. I'm trying to remember any fighter, and I'm I'm racking the uh, the, the 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 Wikipedia of uh, uh, fight knowledge here. Who do you know that started out their UFC career 0-4 and got a fifth fight? Now, we got people that went 0-5 whilst already signed with a couple wins, right? Shout out T. Ferguson, uh, BJ Penn. But Daniel Lacerda? I'm sorry, what? How? How? I don't I don't get it. Make that make sense to me. Who does he know? Who does he know? Who's he friends with? Is this one of Oliveira's boys? I mean, what's going on here? But they're giving him Edgar Chares, uh, not doing him any favor. Edgar's a minus 200, minus 190. Again, conservative money line plays is what we're after this week. Let's talk a little prop. Let's get a little proppy doppy going on here, okay? Chares. Lacerda inside the distance is something I'm interested in. Okay. Something I'm interested in. You could go under two and a half is minus 450. Yikes. Under one and a half is at minus 210. Okay. Chares inside the distance minus 160. If that's where you'd like to be. Chares by TKO KO plus 165. In my opinion, his most likely path to victory, and you can get it at plus money. So that's that's where I'm at there. Roman Kopilov, Josh Fremd, if we're talking about props that we like, under 2.5, minus 135. I think that's worth your consideration. I know Fremd's going to try to make this a clinch, dirty, greasy, Johnny Eblen-style fight, but that ain't going to work for him. Roman Kopilov, he bops you hard. Um, so I think maybe under 2.5, minus 135. On that minus 135. Kyle Nelson, real quick, I just want to touch on Kyle Nelson and we'll talk about uh Jack Della Madalena and Kevin Holland. Neither one of these are plays, by the way. But I, I just want to throw this out there. Kyle Nelson came out last time out, and we talked all this shit about how he was gonna get destroyed by Blake Builder, and I lost a lot of money. We lost a lot of money on uh Blake Builder versus him, and he came out and he looked great, right? I I I don't necessarily know that that I love playing him here again. Taking on Fernando Padilla. Padilla's long, rangy, good striking. Win, though, for Padilla is over Julian Arosa, who's got a bad chin. Right? We know that about Juicy J. If Juicy J doesn't get hit, Juicy J can beat anybody. But if he gets booped, that's it. Right? So... A little bit of recency bias here on the Padilla versus Nelson line. I, I don't want to say Nelson is not worth your consideration, but given the fact that we thought Blake Builder's path to victory was going to be the boxing and the knockout power, I understand Builder and Padilla are not built the same you know, size-wise. They present different challenges, yada, yada, yada. But you're getting plus 200 on Kyle Nelson. Might be worth your consideration. Might be worth your consideration. Okay, just throwing that out there. Um, Christos Yagos over Daniel Zellhuber. I know everybody's like Zellhuber is the pro, is a prospect. Um, Yagos hits hard, uh, but I I would avoid. I'd probably avoid him there. Now, Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. You're getting Kevin Holland at plus one twenty five. 
Della Maddalena minus 145. What do we say here, right? What do we say? Experience is the currency of combat. Experience is the currency of combat. And there's not a lot of people on the roster right now that are richer than Kevin Holland. We just saw Jack Della Maddalena look very pedestrian in his last timeout. This is a relatively quick turnaround for him after looking so pedestrian. Kevin Holland does the quick turnaround thing very often. And to be honest with you, Jack Della Maddalena is not going to grapple with Kevin Holland. That's not what's going to happen. Kevin Holland has shown when he wants to, he will grapple. He will utilize the jujitsu when it's there. Um, we're really talking about, if you're on Jack Della Maddalena, I'm just going to ask you right now, do you think he's going to knock out Kevin Holland? Like, that's the thing. Do you think he'll knock out Kevin Holland? If you don't think he's going to knock out Kevin Holland, I encourage you to play Kevin Holland. Play Kevin Holland because if it's a stand-up battle, their styles are so contrast, like they contrast so greatly that you have a position here where you have hard-to-score rounds or you have a guy like Jack Della Maddalena that will, you know, what we saw in his last fight fades. He gets tired, bro. He gets tired. Things He can get caught with shots. Um, and Kevin Holland is big enough and experienced enough to not make the same mistakes that allow Jack Della Maddalena to get the nod his last time out. In a fight that arguably, arguably, not super hot take here, but pretty warm, I thought Jack Della Maddalena lost his last fight. I thought he, I thought he lost it two rounds to one. I, I just... I don't know. Maybe it's my old school nature with the wrestlers and the in the clinch control against the cage and stuff like that. I, I just I felt like you know I felt like JDM lost. He looked real pedestrian out. Now maybe he comes out and he looks like the champ that we all think he might be someday. But um, I just I ask you, do you think Jack Della Maddalena is going to knock out Kevin Holland? If you think he is, then play him. If you don't think that, I would play Kevin Holland. I'd be on Kevin Holland here. I would I would you know whether you like him or not. Um, Put put the popularity contest aside, and I, I you know I say I, play it. Okay, so last play, we are parlaying Loopy and Copy Love. Now I understand that's double exposure, which is usually a no go. Maybe I'll get my hand slapped for it. I don't know, but we've built a little bit of a cushion, so we're going to take a little bit a little bit of risk here. But plays this week are Valentina Shevchenko money line, Loopy Godinez money line, Roman Copy Love money line, Edgar Chares money line. Uh, Chares by KO at plus 165. Lupi Godinez and Roman Kopilov parlay comes in at minus 138. Those are six plays this week that I really, really like. I understand that there is a certain propensity of chalk associated with those. So I, I, I'm already throwing the asterisk on there. But again, it's I'm not getting caught, um, you know. My handicapping, handicapping isn't handicapping me, is, is what we're getting at here. So, those are the six plays I like. Hope you made some money the last few weeks. If you did, feel free to, uh, you know, it's not YouTube, so I'm not going to say like, subscribe, share, all that stuff. But, you know, reviews are always nice. Um, emails are always nice. Here's something I didn't know. This and I'm just I'm just throwing this out there. Here's something I didn't know. If you go to 
uh, if you listen to this on Apple I, or Apple Podcast, if you go to the show description, like for the page, there's a donation thing. the The hosting platform that we um, that that I use put that up there. I I don't. I'm gonna maybe I'll donate myself some money. I don't know, but that's a. It, there's like a thing that says you, you want to support this podcast. Blah 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 blah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So I didn't know that was there. Um, but you already know this. None of that's expected. Um, I, I'm I'm just in it. You know, you listen to the show, you let the ads roll, and then I get I I get paid for that. So that I'm cool with that. I mean, I don't, you know, if you want some merch, um, you know. That's cool too. You can buy a T-shirt if you want. Just go to uh, what is it? Spring. I think it's Spring who does the merch um, because you know we're, we're flying solo now. We're independent contractors. I'm not. I'm not beholden to the corporate overlords. I.e., um, nobody wants to work with me anymore. That's okay. Um, let's see here. If you go to ah. It's Teespring. If you go to Teespring, like T-E-E, spring, like the bouncy thing, tiggers don't walk, they bounce, um, and search for Punchlist MMA, the show, the store shows up there. So um, you can go to Teespring. Yeah, man. Or you can just Google teespring.com slash punchlist, I think is what it is, um, and it shows up. Let me just make sure I'm, so I don't lead you guys. Um down a freaking rabbit hole here. Probably shouldn't talk about freaking merch till I know know how to get there, you know, but I mean it's been there long enough at this point. Yeah. How the hell do I even tell you guys where my shirts are at? I don't know. Disregard the merch for now. I'll try to figure this shit out. I can't figure it out, but it's out there. Google's your friend if you want it. If not, leave a review, all that kind of good stuff. Um, that's really kind of it, man. That's really kind of it. We we cashed out big time. Uh, we talked about medieval battle strategies. There's not much else going on, really. Um, I've been feeling pretty good. Elimination diet is going well. Um, essentially, uh, you know, turn it into a lean, mean bet cashing machine drop some lbs and uh you know we're getting there slowly but surely as of right now knock wood keep it up so we're right at 30 minutes here so you guys be good to each other god bless you i hope you cash some slips this weekend and uh we'll holler at you later on see you mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.